This is the Luminous Podcast. Father Chad Jarnigan, Rector of Luminous Parish. Episode 87, Transfiguration Sunday. The Transfiguration of Christ is something that many of us don't fully understand. Even if you've been in an Anglican tradition or liturgical tradition, this is still a bit of a stretch for many of us. We're looking at Mark 9, 2 through 9 today. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became radiant, intensely white, as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah and Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. For he did not know what to say, for they were terrified. And a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. And suddenly, looking around, they saw no longer anyone but Jesus. And as they were coming down the mountain, he charged them to tell no one what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. It's the Holy Gospel of our Lord. The transfiguration of Jesus is recorded in all three synoptic Gospels. It's Mark, Matthew, Luke. This year, as we've looked at Mark, the Transfiguration is one of the very few episodes in the life of Christ that gets substantial confirmation across like the different Gospels. That's significant. I've processed and read a lot on this over the past few years. Though it is fairly mysterious, here are some highlights. It seems that though Christ was surrounded by his closest friends, experiencing something of the loneliness he will feel when he is eventually abandoned. However, there is something even more desolate that we realize as we unpack this. A constant part of Jesus' human experience was to feel lonelier in his glory than any human being could in their insignificance. See, an overview of this text. Jesus is spending time away on a mountain communing with God and we sense this paradoxical nearness and farness 
of God that we continue to reevaluate in our own personal lives. N.T. Wright from Simply Jesus says, The transfiguration of Jesus indicates what is to come. A whole new creation, starting with Christ himself as the seed that is sown in the earth and then rises to become the beginning of that new world. The reference to a veil appears in a number of readings in the cycle of the lectionary. Today, in Corinthians, Paul contrasts those from whom the light of the gospel is veiled by the God of this world, the little g, with believers in whose hearts the gospel has shown to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Are you sensing some connections from Mark's account of the transfiguration on the mountain to Paul in Corinthians? This week, we begin Lent. The Transfiguration is the last Sunday of this season that we kind of look at as Epiphany. It's the last Sunday for Hallelujahs, or Hallelujahs, until Easter. This season that's coming provides a spiritual opportunity for reorientation. In fact, Lent is perhaps best viewed as an extended opportunity to remove the veil that prevents us from seeing the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That may be why the lectionary gives us the transfiguration on the last Sunday before Lent. See that the glory of God was so present on Christ, he was transformed to radiance. And you could argue that maybe this is the truest sense of Christ. finally being revealed before this next season. So a few months ago, I spoke with Archbishop Masamongo from the Congo. He's my bishop. I asked what he felt was something we believers in the United States should be aware of or pay attention to in regards to the work of the kingdom. He thoughtfully said this. 
without much hesitation. He said that the U.S. seems to be in need of its own transfiguration. Where the veil between God and Christ changed in his Father's presence, we should learn to awaken from our sleep. Don't be afraid to be loved so that you can go and love. And one more thing. Learn to get out of your own way where we are easily divided and are only reunited by tragedy, it seems. Wise insight from Archbishop Masamongo. You know, C.S. Lewis said that the veil between heaven and earth is thinnest at the Eucharist. In this season, may we have a sense that this communion with God is available. May our posture through this season enable a deeper awareness, a more sensitive posture to one another, and to what it means to be a beloved child of God. I pray that wherever you are, whatever's going on in your life, you have a sense of belonging. You have a sense of acceptance. Rollheiser says that we were never meant to do this life alone. And you're not. If you need anything from us, please let us know. You can find us at luminousparish.com. We would love to see you on Sundays at 5 p.m. in downtown Franklin. We meet at 408 Church Street, believe it or not, between 4th and 5th Avenue. All are welcome. May the peace of the Lord be with you, and may you share this peace with everyone that you meet. Father Chad Jarnigan, until next time. 